SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Busy show lined up for you tonight. We'll be chatting Commonwealth Games. Uh, that's coming to Durban in 2022 with uh, South African, a uh, former South African triathlete and Commonwealth Games silver medalist Kate Roberts. She joins us live this evening. We'll also chat to Roger Barrow. We'll head to France where it is day three of the World Rowing Championships and we'll get the latest from the Bafana Bafana camp as well. And talking of those Commonwealth Games, uh, it was unanimously voted uh, this morning that Durban will host those 2022 Commonwealth Games. It was uh, President of South African Sports Confederation and Olympic Committee, Sasko Gideon Sam, who was there and emphasized the importance uh, from an historical point of view of these games. I stand before you today an extremely proud South African. We are ready to host the 2022 Commonwealth Games for the first time on the African soil in Durban, Etequini, South Africa, in 2022. Durban was the only city left bidding for those games after Canadian city Edmonton withdrew from the race, citing oil price-related financial concerns. Sam also highlighted what the country would like to achieve by hosting the Commonwealth Games. The fundamental premise of our submission is that the Games will provide an opportunity to fast-track our development both at an economic and social level. In particular, the development and inspiration of our young people, not only in South Africa, but in the rest of the Commonwealth. On to football, Bufana Bufana continued their preparation for the 2017 AFCON qualifier in Mauritania this weekend. The team heads out tomorrow. And good news for Coach Sheikh Mashabe's midfielder, Talani Serrero, has been declared fit. He will travel with the squad. We'll have more on that later on in the show. If reports are to be believed from within the Springbok camp, the injury concerns in the team seem to be improving. National team wrapped up their training camp in Durban this afternoon, and all 31 players, including those on the injury list, took part in the training sessions. Dwayne Vermeulen, Jean de Villiers, Fri de Pria, Francois Lowe and Yanni Duplessis all took part in training and should be ready to play when the box open their World Cup campaign against Japan in Brighton on the 19th of this month. In cricket news, Sri Lanka's woes have been compounded following their 2-1 loss to India in, uh, at home. Spinner Tirandu Kushal has been reported for a suspect action during that final test. And uh, the stage 11 of the Vuelta a España is taking place today and uh, an exciting Exciting stage indeed. Just looking at the provisional results, it was Mikhail Landa of Astana who won the stage from Fabio Aru. The general classification sees Fabio Aru in the lead from Joaquim Rodriguez, 27 seconds behind. And uh, looking just further down that list, Tom de Moulin, who led going into the stage, is 30 seconds back. Louis Makis has moved into the top 10. He is 4 minutes 15 behind. Time to chat some tennis next here on SFM Sport Trap. SAFM Sports Wrap. It is the year's final Grand Slam taking place at Flushing Meadows in New York. We're joined now by Simon Camber. Simon, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Day three we go, uh, and uh, Serena Williams, who's chasing that uh, incredible record, so is in action today. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, step two out of seven for Serena. She's um, playing her second-round match against... Uh, she's on the third match on Arthur Ashe Stadium Court today. She plays Titi uh, Burton's of the Netherlands. That should be uh, a fairly straightforward match, you would imagine. Uh, Serena will be loving the heat here today. 
Yeah, so far so good for her. People have been dropping like flies in her section of the jaw, and uh, she looks, you know, pretty serene, which is which is good when you're going for a pound of your grand slam. Exactly. Uh, an interesting story about Marty Fish. He's on court at the moment, uh, I see, and, and doing pretty well. But uh, interesting story behind the scenes, what's been going on with him. Yeah, very interesting story. Uh, really fascinating, actually. He's he's uh, been suffering from a severe anxiety disorder for the last three years. It's why he hasn't played. He's been dealing with that. He's sort of got to the point now where he can just about play a couple of matches this summer. He's going to retire after this US Open. Um, but he's a, a really heartwarming story for those who suffer from mental illness. It's funny, actually, I've got a story ready to go on him, but he has to lose, and he's, he's a settled in a breakup on Feliciano Lopez, so he's postponing that for a while. He's, he's doing a great job. I love it. As far as uh, other, other notable names to look out for today? Well, we've got Zebek uh, Djokovic, in action in the evening session. He plays Andreas Heidemauer of Austria. Djokovic looking pretty good so far. I'd expect him to win that one easily. Venus Williams also playing. And last year's champion, Marin Cilic, who no one is really talking about, uh, seeded ninth this year. He's up on court in a couple of minutes against Evgeny Donskoy of Russia. And just a word, Madsen Keyes already through to the third round. She beat three to Smith-Cobra in her opening match. There you have it. Simon Campbell's joining us live from Flushing Meadows in New York. Thank you for your time, Simon. We'll have more tomorrow morning on AM Live. Make sure you tune in then. Up next, we'll chat uh, Commonwealth Games with Kate Roberts. The TV licenses kiosk will be visiting Brooklyn Mall in Pretoria from the 1st until the 6th of September. Our friendly TV license staff will be able to assist you with all your TV license inquiries and will accept payments via cash, debit or credit card. We also have an exciting competition where you can win an iPad for free. So, for quick and convenient service with your household or business TV license, pop into Brooklyn Mall, entrance 4 at the Woolworths Court, level 2 from 1 to 6 September. See you there. TV licenses. Make a difference. Some may say we still have a long way to go as South Africans, but knowing and upholding our constitution is a step in the right direction. Section 17 of the Bill of Rights states that everyone has the right peacefully and unarmed to assemble, to demonstrate, to picket, and to present petitions. SAFM, reminding you of the power that is our Bill of Rights. And that's what makes us South Africa's news and information leader. Shop Small Business encourages the South African population to make a difference in their communities by supporting small businesses all year round, including every Friday of the week. Small Business Friday takes place on the first Friday of spring every year, being the 4th of September this year. Small Business Friday is brought to you by the National Small Business Chamber, the NSBC, in association with Nedbank. So, if you're a small business owner, call us on the 4th of September on 0891-104-207 to market your business on air. SAFM Current Affairs continue to look at the issues. We look at developing stories, and stories not in the mainstream. By giving you an evening update on Weekend PM Live, Saturday and Sunday from 8 to 9 p.m. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, the big news, obviously, today was the announcement that Durban will host the 2022 Commonwealth Games. That announcement made uh, the, this morning, South African time, in Auckland, New Zealand. 
And uh, we join now by someone who's experienced uh, Commonwealth Games from an athlete's point of view, who's experienced success as well at a Commonwealth Games. And it's a wonderful pleasure to welcome onto SAFM Sports Wrap uh, triathlete, former professional triathlete, uh, Kate Roberts. Kate, welcome onto the show. Nice to, to catch up. Uh, it's been a while. Are you well? Yeah, I'm very well. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me. And yeah, all is well in the Jacaranda City. And yeah, I'm just really excited about the news this morning that we'll be hosting the 2022 Commonwealth Games. And yeah, it's just such exciting news for, for South Africa and for sport in, in our country. Yeah, it, it is indeed, Kate. I mean, you, you've been to, to a couple of, of Commonwealth Games. You've been to uh, a couple of Olympic Games as well. And uh, from an athlete's point of view, it's, it's, all, it's wonderful to be able to travel around the world and, and partake in a, a sport that you, you absolutely love. But uh, it's a big difference doing it at home in, in a big competition like that. And the South African athletes are going to get that experience in, in 2022. Yeah, it's very exciting for them, and I'm, I'm actually I'm envious of them that I never got to experience that. Um, it would have been wonderful to be able to, you know, to be in a, on a world stage like that in front of my my home country racing. So yeah, I'm jealous, but I'm hopefully I can be still involved in that in that games. So, you know, not as an athlete, but as in, as form of in a form of management. Um, yeah, but it's just really exciting for our athletes. You know, it's just really exciting because you know two years later will be the will be the Olympic Games. So. You know, I always thought Commonwealth is it's 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 the second biggest thing to the Olympics, and you know you go there and it's it's exactly the same same type of village setup. Um, you know, it's the same same type of atmosphere. So, it's um, I mean, I was I was fortunate to go to the Commonwealth Games in 2006, and I really believe that that prepped me well when I went to the Olympics in 2008. Um, so yeah, athletes are very fortunate, and I think it's just going to really do wonders for for those sports that are you know they're not always in the spotlight. Um, but, yeah, you know, having a Commonwealth Games at home is certainly going to put a lot of other sports that don't necessarily get the coverage they deserve in the spotlight. Kate, there was, there's been a lot of talk today about how much money is going to be put into South African sport to, to fast-track development. And it's, uh, I just think it's sad that we, we're talking about fast-tracking development. That it should have, in my opinion, been happening a long time ago. But it's, it's, it's good that, that money is going to be put in there. Do you think there's going to be major, major benefits for, for the various sporting codes that are involved at those Commonwealth Games here in South Africa? Yes, definitely. I mean, you know, any form of money that they actually get is just, you know, it's going to do wonders for them going forward. Um, you know, look, there's a lot of sports that, you know, they don't get funding and a lot of athletes have to make ends meet by, you know, you know, balancing a, a, work, a day job plus, you know, a sport. And, you know, hopefully if, if there's some form of funding, it can give them some form of um, way to, you know, to really concentrate on their, on their, on their sport. And, you know, that will just do wonders for them in terms of, um, you know, getting the best out of themselves. So, so, yeah, any form of funding that we can get, you know, I always believe South African athletes do so well with so little funding. So I always, I mean, I'm very, I'm very um, excited about new funding and funding, you know, going into the athletes. And, you know, they say they speak about fast-tracking athletes, but I believe our athletes are talented and, you know, just giving them some form of funding will, you know, will really come. They will come to the party, and I think they'll be happy. And especially in those those sports that aren't, you know, aren't our mainstream sports. So, so I'm really excited, and I think it's just going to do wonders for, you know, for sport in South Africa, for those sports that, you know, the Commonwealth Games sports plus Olympic sports. And, and I'm sure in 2024 you'll see you'll see a big difference in numbers of 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 medals at, at those Olympics in 2024. We're not sure where they're going to be, but um, I'm, I'm pretty positive that the Games in 2024 are going to be something special for South Africa just because you're hosting the Commonwealth Games in 2022 and we're going to have a whole lot of 
you know, finance thrown at our, at our athletes, which we, which we desperately need in this country. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we desperately do need that funding. And, and that's why this next question could, I think it might be a bit unfair with me asking you because you're an athlete, but I'd like to get your take on it. Putting, putting on an event like the Commonwealth Games obviously costs a lot of money. I mean, there's been talk today that this Commonwealth Games is going to cost South Africa 6.4 billion rand. And I'm thinking, would it not be that money not be better spent? And I'm not saying take all of it because there are issues in South Africa that needs finances outside of sport too, but taking a large percentage of that money and plowing it into athlete development, do you not think we'll see better results doing that as opposed to welcoming and hosting the world here in South Africa? Yeah, I mean, I get, I get your point in, in that, but I mean, I think also, I mean, just hosting this type of event will will be beneficial for, you know, for the youngsters watching it. Um, you know, they'll say, wow, you know, that's a com- it, will be, it will be a lot more visible on TV. You know, you get the whole population behind it. And, you know, I think it could be beneficial for, for, our, for from grassroots up for development in terms of young athletes seeing this and saying, I want to be part of that one day and I want to go and represent my country in that sport. So, so and, you know, it has its pros and its cons, you know, but I think long-term, it's, you know, for, it could be more beneficial having this, you know, this hosting this and, and the whole country getting behind it. And, you know, that will be great um, um, going forward. And, you know, I, I just see it as, as, you know, on a whole, a great thing for our country. And, you know, hopefully this could be the stepping stone towards hosting the Olympic Games in, um, in, the, in the future. You, you won silver with uh, the mixed relay team in the, in the triathlon at the, the Commonwealth Games in, in Glasgow. I mean, standing on that podium is, is something special. And uh, like you say, it would be amazing to be able to do it uh, here in South Africa. From a triathlon point of view, we, we're producing some great athletes. You're working with a lot of the youngsters, imparting some of your experience and knowledge on them. Are you, are you pretty confident that come 2022, triathlon could, uh, could produce a few medals uh, here in South Africa? Yes, definitely. And I believe we can produce a lot of medals. Um, you know, I'm working with a lot of youngsters. I see a lot of talent. And, yeah, I think, you know, it, with the funding and with, you know, all the, the excitement around it, come 2022, especially in triathlon, you know, I'll make that my number one goal is to go there and get medals for South Africa. Um, and, yeah, so I'm really excited. I think, you know, we can we can get a few medals for South Africa and it'll just, you know, you know really boost the sport of triathlon, you know, boost other sports, Um you know, like I said, a lot of the sports in Commonwealth Games aren't mainstream sports. So, you know, with them being in the spotlight, I think, you know, that will just be beneficial for those type of sports and we'll get more athletes and, and children wanting to take part in those sports. You know, just going back to the London Olympics, um, you know, they they made it such a big deal. And, and, you know, walking in the streets of London at that time, every single kid wanted to go to the Olympic Games. And, you know, it's just it's just really that whole country is just so behind sports now than they've ever been before and I, and I really see that as a positive for, for, for the British and I think you know, if we can do that in South Africa you know, explain to our children how good sport is for you you, know, you don't have to race at that top end level but it's just something that you know, will have with you for the rest of the life it teaches you so many life skills, so many life lessons and um, yeah, I think it's just, it's just going to be great for the generation of our future children um, you know, getting them involved in sport and explaining to them the means of competition and what it means to race at that level. So, so I'm really excited. And, um, yeah, I think come 2022 in Durban, we're going to see lots of medals, and that's just going to progress into 2024 Olympics. 
I love it. Uh, Kate Roberts, you're one of the most positive South Africans uh, I've ever met. You're proudly South African. You, you were amazing to watch racing, and I love the fact that you're giving back to triathlon in South Africa uh, now that you've, you've finished racing competitively. I always enjoy chatting to you. Thanks for your time this evening, and we look forward to, to seeing what uh, we can produce from a triathlon point of view and beyond uh, to, to the Commonwealth Games in 2022. Thanks so much, Brad. Yeah, it was great chatting to you, and yeah, we'll keep in touch. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM Sports Wrap. We spoke about it last night, but excitement building, and it's uh, been an exciting day, just all in all, uh, for South Africa, obviously, with the Commonwealth Games being announced that they'll be taking place in Durban in 2022. But we spoke to Matthew Britton last night about the South African rowing team that's in action at the World Championships in France at the moment, and we're joined now by the coach of the team, Roger Barra. Roger, welcome on to SAFM sports trap this evening nice to nice to touch base welcome thanks very much thanks for having me on the show yeah and thanks for taking the time out to chat to us i know it's been a, a hectic few days and it's uh, there's still a few more days left but uh things looking looking pretty positive for for the team some some good results so far are you satisfied with the way things are progressing yeah i mean it's a, it's a long week of racing you know being here for two weeks and it's uh we go through a lot of round heats we have the charges quarterfinals and we're now getting to the semi-final stage, which is really the business end of, of the trip. And uh, we've had some positive results today, where we've got four crews into the semi-finals um, tomorrow. We had one negative result, which was the men's coxless four of Lawrence and Global, Lawrence Britton, John T, and Vince Priet, where they just missed making the semis by a second. So, yeah, I mean, most of the stuff's going our way, but it's a lot of work to do in these next some days. Yeah, a championship like this is, is interesting for, for someone who doesn't particularly know rowing. You can't really slip up. It's, 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 a, it, it's a tough week just from an intensity point of view that, yeah, I mean, one, one false move and, and that's it. You're gone. All the hard work's sort of gone to waste. So uh, four, four teams out of five through to the semifinals, I think, is a, is, is a very good result. And, and, and let's look at some of those teams. Defending champions, uh, James Thompson and John Smith in the, the lightweight double skulls, they, they looked really, really good in their quarterfinal today. Yeah, they did. And I mean, so many people always ask us rowers why we train so hard. And it's exactly that point. It's a ruthless week. You slip up once and you're out. And you've got to go through so many rounds. So you're really putting your body and everything on the line every race. Um, John and James had a great quarterfinal this morning. Um, we had a heat um, a few days ago on Sunday. And we, we weren't at our best there. But they had a good race this morning and, and almost could take it down a little bit halfway through the race and save some energy for tomorrow and Saturday. So we hopefully coming into ourselves um, these next few days and can put a big one on tomorrow and then Saturday, hopefully. Yeah, Kirsten McCann and Ursula Krubler look pretty good in theirs today as well. Uh, they, they must be feeling feeling quite confident. I mean, they came so close at the last World Champs. They, they must, be, must be, I don't want to say getting ahead of themselves, but uh, must be feeling confident going into the final two, two races. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've still got that uh, race last year in Amsterdam firmly in the back of their mind. I mean, there's nothing worse than coming forth just missing the medals, and they had a great championship there too. So, you know, they had a good race on Sunday in the heat. They put a good one today on the table. Um, you know, I think other people are noticing they're the crew to watch out for. But, um, you know, as you said earlier, you can't slip up, and it's important we put another race on the table tomorrow and just get ourselves into a final. And so importantly, you know, this is Olympic qualification for us. We've got to finish top 11 in these boat classes um, to book our seats for Rio. And there's no no second chance here, so there's no room for error. Um, so it's a big one tomorrow. 
Let's talk about the men's heavyweight fours. I mean, they must be bitterly disappointed. It was so close, but yet so far, Lawrence, Vince, uh, or the two Lawrences, I should say, as well as as well as Jonty. What 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 now for for that crew, uh, Roger? I mean, you mentioned you it's, it's Olympic qualifier. There's so much at stake. Uh, have they still got a shot? Yeah, so they've got another shot next year in May. Um, we call it the, the death regatta, where only two boats will get selected. Um, we've got to get to see if we're able to use that spot. Um, you know, this fall's come so far with um, Lawrence Britton recovering from cancer just back in March, um, finishing his last chemo. Um, Lawrence and Global moving up to the heavyweight division, which is quite different. Uh, a new guy like John T. Smith, he's only been rowing for a year and a half, and he's come on such strides. So I was really happy with the progress that the crew's made in such a short time. Um, just tough to, to miss it out like that. And um, they'll get stronger and stronger. We'll regroup when we get home and, and really push them on for next year's qualification. It's certainly not the end of the road for them by any means. Looking looking way ahead, obviously the big news coming out uh, today was the announcement of Durban being the, the host city for the 2022 Commonwealth Games. You guys travel a lot. I know you do some amazing things with limited resources uh, and, and, and funding, and, and you are producing some great athletes. What, what does that mean for, for South Africa's rowers, that, that there's going to be a Commonwealth Games on, on home soil? Yeah, I think it's just epic. I mean, South Africa's known to to host some amazing events and put on top displays. Um, we're unfortunately not part of the Commonwealth Rowing, um, which strangely enough, so we won't be competing at that. But I just think to host an event like that, I hope we get a lot of backing now to the athletes, as uh, it should be a priority for the athletes to bring back medals for South Africa on our home soil. So I hope there's going to be a big influence on that, and we just can develop more and more athletes across all our sporting codes. But as I say, Pointing for us not part of the Commonwealth, as we'd love to be competing in that, but we just got to keep our our focus on Olympic Games 2020 next year and obviously 2020. Yeah, and and looking looking obviously the next two days or the three days with the semis and and, and the finals coming up with it with the four crews uh, in in with a shot. Uh, obviously qualifications first goal, but but you want you want titles and you want medals. Uh, are you pretty confident we can come away with at least four, or, or I say with at least with with four medals with the fourteen or four crews that are left? Yeah, look, I think the medals uh, both both showing the best form of the two lightweight boats, the men and women. Um, I think they can definitely put them in themselves with a shot for the medal as long as they get into a final. The two pairs are a little bit behind the pace, women's pair, Eden and uh, Lee. Um, but, you know, once you're in that final, you go one in six chance and you, anything can happen. Um, and you've got to see how you're feeling on the day. So I'm hoping the team's coming right physiologically in the next few days. And, uh, you know, as South Africans are, they're always really gutsy in these big events um, and uh, bring something home. Roger, I think what you're doing with uh, those guys and girls is phenomenal. Keep up the great work. We're following it very closely, and uh, we look forward to some fabulous results over the next few days. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for the support, and we certainly are proud being flying the flag here, and hopefully we can put something on the table. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. You're listening to SAFM Sports Wrap, and before we get into some football, don't forget that you can be in touch via SMS 34701. SMSs are charged at one rand. We'd love to know your thoughts on Durban being given the uh, right to host the 2022 Commonwealth Games. Uh, it's an interesting one for me uh, that uh, a huge celebration was made about it and a big announcement in Auckland, considering Durban was the only uh, city bidding uh, for that event. It just seems a bit strange, but uh, that might just be me. You can 
can also tweet us at SAFM Sports Trap or pop us a message on Facebook as well. Just search for SAFM Sports Trap. Uh, Bafana Bafana Cap received a major boost today as Dutch-based midfielder Tilani Serrero was declared fit and ready to travel with the team tomorrow, Tania tomorrow, when they play an African Nations Cup 2017 qualifier on Saturday evening. Serrero's club, Ajax Amsterdam, had sent a letter to Safa stating that Serrero won't be available due to a knee injury, but as FIFA regulations stipulate the player had to come for a medical assessment. The player had a full training session with the rest of the team this morning and Bafana Bafana team medical doctor Tulani Nguenya says uh, he's in good shape and ready for the game. Serrero came yesterday, we did an assessment, he's fine, pain-free, and you, as you saw today, he trained with the team fully with no pain, so he's fine, he's ready to, he's ready to with, with Serrero. Serrero had an injury, an ankle injury, so he was recovering from an ankle injury, hence the team sent us a scan and the report to say he's, he's, he's having that injury, and he only trained for a week with his team, so he's fine now. A total of 24 players are in camp, and the only one missing is Kaiser Chiefs' Tsepo Masilela, who's also expected to join the camp and be assessed by the medical team if he's really injured. FIFA regulations are also very clear on the disciplinary measures that should be taken against players who ignore these rules. Speaking after Bafana Bafana's last training session in South Africa before they leave for Mauritania tomorrow at 9am, Nguenya says this matter has been handled by the SAFA management now. We are expecting Masilela to come to camp, but Masilela hasn't reported, but the matter has been referred to the association. And, and according to the rules, uh, what will happen if it doesn't? I, I'm not a policy uh, person, I'm just a medical person, so that's why the matter is referred to the association to deal with it. The likelihood of this uh, Masilela situation is uh, that Safa will apply to FIFA to have the player banned from representing his club in the first game after the international week against Supersport United. An extra one, Article 5 of the FIFA regulations on the status of the transfer of a player is very clear on the restrictions on playing if the player doesn't honour a call-up. So we'll follow that one very, very closely. Meanwhile, Danish-based midfielder Mandla Masango says uh, he went through a lot of sacrifices during the off-season when his transfer negotiations with Kaiser Tisch broke down. He's since signed with Randers FC from Denmark and looks back at the difficult period. In life, no pain, no gain, you know. You have to know what you want and stick to what you want because at the end of the day, your life is in your hands. Nobody owns your life. I don't know how to answer it, <laughs> but then I thank God for the opportunity. You know, some players don't uh, get the chance to go and play overseas, so I count myself as blessed. Masango's also only been in Denmark for less than a month, but he's scored a goal on debut for his new team and has also learned a few lessons about that game too. The coach uh, always uh, tells me that I must play between the lines and use my speed and skill, so... I said every time maybe uh, the midfield has the ball, I must try and make uh, deep runs because uh, the league is physically, the guys are big, so I'll kill them with my speed and my technique. So, yeah. What are some of the few things that have you learned there? Obviously, it's been a few weeks. I think uh, that's why they move the ball quicker. They can realize an empty space way before they receive the ball. Uh, they don't waste time on the ball. The ball has to keep uh, rotating all the time, you know, and uh, they're more tactically aware of what's happening. You know, that side football is like a chess. One wrong move, they punish you. So you must make sure that uh, you set all the time. As soon as you lose the ball, 
get back in shape. That's the most important thing. Despite all his personal achievement managing to get an overseas move, Masango has not forgotten the importance of playing for his country. I know it's the same feeling, you know, like um, it's an honor to, to represent South Africa, you know, at international level. It's every player's dream. So um, I'm enjoying uh, myself here and that side as well. So I'm very happy that I got a call up and I'm here to try and help the team going forward. There were also complaints that uh, Mashaba has picked up players like Masango and Dean Furman who haven't been active at their clubs, but fortunately they've now started to play. As he looks forward to this weekend's game, Masango says he's regained his form and ready to help Bafana to come back with a positive result. You know, being on the sideline for a while, training alone and now finding a team and trying to fit in and uh, playing regular football, I think that can help me move forward. It's going to be a tough encounter because uh, Mauritania is an unknown country or nation, so they know more about us than we know about them. But then uh, we, we shouldn't take things for granted. We should go there and give it our all all the time. SAFM Sports Wrap. That's uh, almost it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Before we go, though, just a couple of other uh, football headlines uh, making news in the last uh, few minutes. Everton midfielder Tom Cleverley is expected to miss uh, between six to eight weeks of action. He's gone and picked up an ankle ligament injury. And West Ham midfielder Mark Noble's three-match ban for a red card that he received uh, at Anfield against Liverpool has been rescinded after he successfully appealed that. And then just the official results from today's stage at the Vuelta. I can tell you Christopher Froome took an absolute beating today. He finished uh, 8 minutes 40 down on the leaders, so he is way out of it. Fabio Aru from Italy in uh, the colours of Astana Pro Team leads the general classification from Joachim Rodriguez by 27 seconds. Tom de Moulin is 30 seconds back from the leader. Nairo Quintana, who finished second at the Tour de France to uh, Chris Froome, sitting in ninth, is three minutes, seven seconds behind. And Alejandro Valverde is uh, in sixth place, 152 behind. But good news for South Africa and Team MT and Quebec. Louis Makies has moved into the top ten. He had a fabulous day today. He's four minutes, 15 seconds behind the leaders. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. Uh, the PSL radio show, Second Jalo, is back tomorrow afternoon at 6.30. Coming up next, it is the Talk Shop. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for SAFM Sports Wrap. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Witten. From myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Tetty, until tomorrow, 